Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. We had Mort in here last week. They've got a webinar coming up where you can go into uh, Blue Wealth headquarters out there at Homebush or you can do it via the webinar Thursday, 27th of April. It's a 6.30pm kickoff. Uh, rent vesting, Timmy, we learned a bit about it last week. How good? We did, mate. Very sort of interesting stuff. It's great to have Mort come in, as you said, uh, Son of NRL royalty, mm. great, great man, Mort, and very insightful, mate. Like it's hard to. That's why we try to press to go and see him, get in contact with Blue Wealth because until you sit there and chat to him, you don't realise how easy it all is. Oh, we're actually we're at the Canterbury game the other day, talking to Mort's and behind us with a big poster of his old man taking up the whole wall, celebrating mm. the. I think it was the '84 Premiership. Wild stuff. So good. They're, I've learned so much from that mob in the past 12 to 18 yeah. months. And the rent vesting stuff in particular is essentially live where you want to live because it might not be the best place to buy. You buy elsewhere, essentially where Blue Wealth tell you to buy, whether it be the sunny coast, Perth, all these good places to buy at the moment. Uh, and then you live in Coogee or Wollongong or wherever it might be that you want to be. So best of both worlds. It made me think about like in 30 years' time when, when your son's recording his podcast at the Cooma Inn and the whole wall is just you doing your podcast one of the greats of all time oh. <laughs> yeah mate i can't wait to be renting in coomer again anytime soon <laughs> mate speaking of big uh, milestone moments there's about to be a newly crowned mrs Garino by the this time next week yeah yeah there is a few days so it's uh, very exciting Just trying to get everything done which has been real good fun you're prepped mate it's been a fucking nightmare <laughs> but uh it's been good and i've done by my calculations about seven percent of the work so and that might be over, so <laughs> looking forward to having you, mate. You're going to put on a show or what? Yeah, taking up the hosting duties, so some big shoes to fill, but I reckon uh, I'm actually going to get in a decent co-host next week, and I think it'll be pretty easy, to be honest. Is that all locked in? Can we talk about that? Absolutely, we can talk about it. And if he backflips on it, I'll absolutely roast him. Yeah, so um, obviously you're used to having me here, but uh, we've got the OG guru coming in next week, mm. taking my spot. I know what you're thinking, David Middleton, Eric Growth, <laughs> none of the above. We've got the great Tommy Sangster, the wish guru. It's going to be nice to have him, mate. Yeah, the, the, the original super coach guru, one of the greatest men on the planet. Uh, cops some stickers as the face of super coach Tommy because he, he works at News Corp, but... You know, anytime there's a glitch in scoring or something, you because Tommy's getting unicorn points and he's pushing buttons and getting things changed. Biggest loader rod ever. We had him on the Playbook podcast earlier in the year. Obviously worked with Tommy for five years at the telly and just a great man and a really good footy head as well. 
I've actually organised for um, when he comes next week for Paul Alamotti to jump out from around the corner and beat the living shit out of him for not giving his points <laughs> next week. So oh. best of luck with that, Tommy. Little one from me. We'd be top 100 if Alamotti got those. Tell me about it. Fucking begging for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have got the great Tommy Sangster who'll be joining us in the studio. You're going to give him the trophy or the, or the star? What are you thinking? I have to see what he's ranked, but uh, mate, I, I, I don't like getting rid of the star, even though like the the prize on this show, you want the cup, you want the cup sitting in front of you. Uh, which I have a feeling it's about to be very shortly. But in terms of just looking good, that's style, i tell you what. Looks unreal. Um, all right. Now, you did beat me this week, I believe. I'm just going to double-check that, but I'm pretty confident you <laughs> did. I scored 1,190, only 60 points more than what my draft 13 scored this week. So it was a nice little kick in the dick. How'd you go? Uh, 12.57. So, <laughs> yeah. Stop the fight. Yeah, so good, good score there. There so. you go, big dog. Bring it back to where it belongs, thanks, mate. Yeah. You can have the style for a week. How well, good in the style? 22 weeks, to be honest. But I uh, get this bad boy back where it belongs. So, yeah, it was It was a good week. And I think we both had Ruben Garrick. So that was that was a bit of a balls up. Yeah, unfortunately, mate, HIAs come and go. You win some, you lose some. So that was a stinker. Joe Tappany out due to birth of child. Bit of a bugger also in terms of the, the Stallion Supercoach side, but got out of it pretty well. And yeah, City in 14K, so on the up. But I sat there all week going, do I play Carmen Piera or Ruben Garrick? Went with Ruben Garrick. Got half the score. Poor Supercoach decision. Oh. We're all about accountability here. You've got to wear it. You do, the, the, the only thing that I was pointing out to you on last night, it was actually something I thought about um, during the game that, they were getting so dominated in that game that, he, mate, he might have scored another 10 points in that yep. anyway. So, look, the price drop sucks. Missing a few points sucks, but it might not have been that much different, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, you got to copy medicine sometimes. We certainly did there. Um, now, mate, as far as our group went this week, really interesting. Out of our In, in the Beers and Breakevens group, which has a couple of thousand people in it, um, we've only got two people in the top 10, but... They're the two that you want, number one and number two overall. Yes. How good. Now, as I said last week, the guy coming first, bit of a mysterious character. His name is just X and he's got no name, just a dash there. So It's Mr. X from The Simpsons for sure. I hope so. Fuck, I <laughs> hope so. Uh, and then the elite, Sam, he's in second place, not behind by, actually he's behind by about 100 points. So this X Factor, this X fella, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> X Factor. Benny Barber. How good. Um, <laughs> That's great, though. One and two. Yes, One man. and two. We'll take, take that. Uh, now, the highest scorer for this week went to Parallax Rabbits. That's Matt. He's got got the green dot. That's two weeks in a row we've had our number one for the week online. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, mate, uh, reach out to beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Send me a screenshot of your team. Prove it to me. Um, and then we will send it to you over the next few weeks. Earn it. Earn it. you got to earn it. Um, yeah, over the next few weeks. Uh, I'm away next week. So the week after that, we'll be sending out the last two or three weeks worth of gear. We might even get uh, the great Tommy Sangster sign some footballs or something. Oh. That'd be lovely. Jeez, value up by about... Yeah. Well, you, you've already signed them all. I, I didn't ask you to, but you just went ahead and did it. So yeah, I was people just giving the people they that. want, mate. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Matt, reach out, brother. Uh, Beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Uh, fellow that sent in last week, I forget your name, which will not shock anyone. Got your email. She's on her way. So we are cruising. All right. T, are we um, we getting into Teamless? Let's do it, mate. Let's There's do it. a few little quirky ones. So, 
few interesting ones. Also, guys, uh, as always, uh, Beers and Break Evans brought to you by the best beer in the land, the beer of Supercoach, Bloke in a Bar. Uh, Kempi has got the jerseys that are going on sale. I'm not sure when, but they're coming. They are on their way. $99. (laughs) They're fucking unreal. They're very good. We've had the sneak peek of them. Absolute belters. I think it's one of the most underrated designs of just jerseys in general that Kempi's gone for here. Real old school. I love the ones last year, but I do think these ones have topped it. Agreed. He's a low-key man of design, isn't he, Kemp? He's got a good eye for fashion. He's good at what he does. Very good at what he does. Um, All right, let's get stuck into team list. So Thursday night, got the Dolphins v. the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 7.50 from up there at Suncorp Stadium. For the Dolphins, the big fella, Raymond Stone into the front row. Rob Jennings wow. gets a shot on the wing for South Sydney. They, they return a front row as well. Big Jai Arrow. Alex Johnson out onto the sting once again. Anything else to touch on these two, mate? Not too much there. Just having a look at Rob Jennings' 267K. So he's obviously... He'd come back from injury, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so just one to monitor in coming weeks. Uh, and then Ray Stone... I just forwards coming back in time. Felice Cafu will be back in a few weeks. I know that's on the edge rotation, but people are so everyone is on the hunt for this cheapy front row forward. I've seen some desperation coming out of it, uh, myself included, on last week's show. So yeah, I, I don't think probably stoned the go. Don't think Raymond's our guy. Put it this way: the last three weeks he's averaging fifty-one minutes, and he's scored forty-two, thirty-four, thirty-five. So. Just not quite there. Yeah, pretty grim. Speaking of cheapy front row forwards, the Sharkies take on the Roosters 6pm from Shark Park. This will be on during my wedding. So I think there'll be a few phones out in the crowd enjoying this one and maybe one at the groom's table. Um, <laughs> Sharkies, though, their bench making his debut, I believe. I was going to say little Tommy Hazelden. It's big Tommy Hazelden. He is a big bit of gear, an absolute he's monster. A big bit of gear, Tommy Hazelden. I believe he's a golden product. He, I think he got a run last year. What, one or two games? I oh, did too, actually, yeah. 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 Tall unit. You, you know he's just going to have a few reach over, like stretch out Sean Lane style, tr- style tries in his grip. goes good. Yeah, no strange on meat pie. You can come into my super coach team if you've got a bold head and you strap your melon around. <laughs> straight in. So Tommy Hazen, I think he'll be one to watch over the next few weeks for quick, the Roosters. Quick one, mate. Uh, to Tyler Gorn from the Bunnies. Jai Arrow back in the side. Alex Johnston back in on the wing. If this bunny side can just for one week get their entire forward pack on the field. Oh, my God. Like, Avili still to come back as well, who's a fucking weapon. Yeah. Um, and they've had a rough trot. Very rough trot. Just one in, one out every week at least. Or yeah. should I say three out, one in. Uh, for the Chooks, uh, James Tedesco returns at fullback. Marty moves to the centre. Matty Lodge moves, uh, comes onto the bench. Speaking of teams that if they can get their full pack on the field. Oh. Good God. Satilli uh, playing for the Bears again this week. Angus playing for the Roosters New South Wales Cup, uh, joined by Nathan Brown as well. So Brown, Satilli, Angus. It's going to be pretty oh. scary over the next few weeks. Mate, when they get those three back in, obviously particularly the two edge back rowers, like they've been winning the majority of games this season without them and they've had a lot of injury concerns themselves. Yeah, hasn't been pretty, but they've got the job done. They... I'll take some beating. Scary stuff. Um, okay, the late game. We've got the Manly Seagulls taking on the Melbourne Storm. Battle of Brookie once again, 8 p.m. For Manly, Ruben Garrick out. Uh, Vega comes in. Um, Cooper Johns at 6. KO weeks to 14. But probably the big one for a lot of players out there, and we spoke about the front row forward headache last week. It just got bigger. Sean Kepi out for the great Aaron Woods. If I was Kepi, 
<laughs> I would not be stoked. I would not be fucking stoked. Speaking of not stoked, mate, the, the spy last night when, when he rocked up to the studio for the Playbook podcast, and I, I knew it stung him because Kepi was the, the stopgap option with Stefano out and a few yeah. issues in the front row, and he was his second front rower this week. Can you can you believe Sean Kepi getting moved from the bench to 18th man could cause such supercoach drama? Um, um, it's just it's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. So I, Stefano on the buy, people just want it. And like, no, no one expected the world of Kepi or owners. They were like, you know what, coming this week, score me 40, even 35, not a deal, but you'd take it. All of a sudden, they're, they're looking at Franklin Pelage on the bench on Moali. It's like, oh, it's grim. So big one there. And then obviously Josh Schuster's on the extended bench as well. Buddy Cork. What, cork in the quad? He's got to be. He's got to play, doesn't he? I don't he? think it's a cork. From what I've heard, it's not a cork. Yeah. I think stop, it's worse. stop telling us dribble manly because. It was his brother, to be fair. Little rogue unit. The, his brother jumps on Twitter and tells he's, everyone. He's a yeah. good, good man, loves giving us a, a shoes to scoot. L- yeah. Well, he was one who said bizarre. it was a quad cork. And then he everyone, was, all the media's just taking it. I think so. That's my understanding. But apparently, it's not a cork thing. It's worse than that. So. Interesting. And uh, Cooper Johns and Kale Weeks, they're just taking one week in, one week out, the two of them. Brutal. Um, all right, Melbourne Storm. What about this one? Jeez, if you brought Cam Munster a few weeks ago, like our good mate Heavenly Hands Hevner, he brought himself Munster a couple of weeks ago. I was walking around like a fucking Cheshire cat yesterday. <laughs> uh, Nick Meaney out. Cameron Munster in at fullback. Um, I love my soon-to-be wife, but money at fullback... Oh. That does it for me. <laughs> How good. Isn't it a sight? Like, you're just giving probably the roguest unit in the NRL a licence to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, he's got half the licence with a few restrictions every week anyway, but at fullback, it's do what you want. Yeah, do whatever you want. Terrifying as a non-owner. It is only one week, so I wouldn't change my trade plans around him moving to fullback, but... It's a one-week play, and then Pappenhausen's due back in a few weeks anyway. So even if there was a long-term injury to Meany, God forbid, Pappy will be back at some stage. God, I can't wait to talk about Pappy in a few weeks, Tom. Oh, isn't going to be good? Give him three weeks, drop that price, then it'll become very interesting. I can't wait till we're talking about it, and there's just like 3% of super coaches out there saying, you just got to go early, and just go early, <laughs> just do what Nico did, and he'll come out and get 200. But absolutely absurd, you have to wait. He comes out, gets 200, and it's just yep. like deja vu, Nico. 100%. But you know what? With Pappy, I'm like, Shit, yeah, love him. Yeah, absolutely love him. You can't not love him. Uh, Super Saturday. We've got the Warriors taking on the Cowboys. 3 p.m. from Mount Smart Stadium for the Warriors. Tomato Martin out. They've named Dill Walker at 6 to pick at 13. How many weeks do you think Torrey Harris is going to be named and not play? How frustrating for non-owners. Yeah. Like, frustrating because the two games that he's been in the last two weeks where he's been named at 13 and ruled out late, I think they've both been Sunday games or quite yep. late in the round. So... You still got him, I guess. I think you just hold. I mean, if you've held this long, um, but very frustrating. A second shout out is pretty special, but once again, shout out to Heavenly Hands Hebner with Tohu Harris and his draft team doing his fucking head in, week in, wing out. Draft players with Tohu, my God, I feel for you. Because yeah. th- th- this could go on for another month, I reckon. He's God knows. Sounds like a stressed out man, this Heavenly Hands. Oh, mate, he's one of the best. Yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's actually coming to the wedding on Friday. Uh, his missus has got to work, so. Will be unleashed. Draft expert, Heavenly Hands. Expert. Edna. Draft expert. Despite never winning anything, draft expert. Play, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Pl- playbook listeners would know him as uh, Stevie Heaven. I looked after our draft content in the last couple of years, and he's a draft expert, man. He's a draft expert. Just like you're a classic expert. That's it. Um, Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> Griffin name. Gonski. 
See you later. Thanks for coming. Oh, Murray Tulung in. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai back in as well. Yeah, I was in a bit of curry at the moment, just quietly. They are. Yeah. They are, yep. They're, wouldn't that have been just the most Daniel Alvaro moment for the Kuma Stallions if we brought in Griffin Neem last week for one week to score 45 points on the edge and then have to trade him <laughs> the week after? Um, poor old Griffin Neem. He was actually going all right, the big fella. I forgot about Alvaro Gate. How good was Alvaro that? Alvaro Gate, yeah. Uh, but yes, the cows are in a bit of curry. I reckon Daniel Alvaro is one of the smartest guys to ever play footy. Apparently, he's a genius. Is he really? Apparently, yeah. Didn't help my supercoach side. Didn't help anyone's supercoach side. From round six to eight. <laughs> was it two years ago? Oh, feels like stinger. it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, all right. The Panthers take on the Newcastle Knights from Newey 5.30 for the Knights. Finished crossing, named at nine. Obviously, Jaden Braley is going to miss the rest of the season. We do wish Jaden all the very best. You don't wish injuries on anyone, but... Uh, He's probably the last bloke in the world I want to see get injured. Fuck, he's had a brutally tough trot for such a good fella. Oh, yeah. Brutal trot and just seems like a lovely fella, Jaden Braley. We've seen what he means to this club. Like, he's a very he's a very good footballer. He's not a star, but he's one of them players where when missing, you'll just... We've seen it. We've seen the yeah. Knights fall apart without him. We've seen him come back and play really good footy and turn things around, so... Yeah, it's just gutted for him, man. Especially after letting go of um, Chris Randall. Oh, they, don't have a, they don't have a hooker. Don't have a nine. So, Phoenix Crossland's been named there. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was. I thought Phoenix Crossland, when he played nine the other day, I thought his service was disgraceful for first grade. So It's almost like he's not a hooker. You'd almost think so. Yeah. yeah. But probably is their best option. I... We'll talk about him soon, won't we, Phoenix? But uh, We can touch on him now, mate. I, um, I just think he's not going to play the minutes people are expecting. I just think Kurt Mann will oh, have to come in there and do a bit. The curly one is that back in round three, he played 73 minutes as a starting nine, 49 points, 49 in base. You see that at 274k mm. with the break him 28 and go, oh, Kurt Mann didn't play that game. So I just think they're going to share the role, aren't they? I think so, and I think there's a really good chance that the Newcastle Knights go into the market and try and maybe get a loan deal. I agree, but if you were to, say, go on someone like Phoenix Crossland, not someone like it, it'd be Phoenix Crossland, um, they'd have to do it very soon, because he can make his price rise in the meantime, but they could come out next week and have someone sorted. So, yes. It's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, look, if you don't have to do it this week, th- I think the issue is a lot of people looking to flip someone like Reed Marnie or Wade Egan to free up cash for Cleary or Hines. I know I certainly am. Um, via, he's dual 5'8 halfback, but, you know, people have got Tanner Boyd in there. There's a few things that can switch around. They need to do it this week. But if you can have a look at him this week and he comes out and plays big minutes with Kurt Mann, you're like, cool. But, yeah, it's, it's a few red flags. What is Phoenix halfback 5'8, is he? Yep. Hmm. <laughs> tough one Very very tough one there um, Alright for the Penrith Panthers Nothing really touch on here Liam Martin and Luke Garner On the extended bench Neither has been named in New South Wales Cup My mail is though that Hosking has that edge locked down That's his oh, You'd have to mate Been on fire Played terrific footy yep. I think The only risk Which is very possible Is that like Liam Martin When he comes back in He'll be an 80 minute man Like coming back from the hammy injury They might ease him a little bit But the plan will be to obviously get him back to 80, you'd imagine. Garner or Jamin Salmon potentially take a bit of time off, off Hosking. I reckon 
that they will play Liam Martin on the left, and I don't think he will be an 80 minute guy. Yeah, I, think I, think. Be, I just think coming off a World Cup, he's got an Origin series coming up. True. We saw at the back end of last Easy. year he wasn't playing 80 minutes, mm. but then they got to the finals and he went bang to 80 minutes. I just think they'll want to take care of him a little bit. So my understanding is that Hosking is going to be an 80 minute dude on the right. Liam Martin will play left, and he'll. I'm sure there will be weeks where he'll play 80, but I think he's more likely to get a spell just to preserve him. Yeah, no, that's good, mate. It's one of the the very rare blue moon occasions where you've got me convinced. Thank you. I I think you're right, mate. Yeah, one of my great porkies of all time there. (laughs) Uh, 7.35 Saturday night, we've got the Titans taking on the Broncos from the Gold Coast. Uh, Toby Sexton, good God, he's been fucking unlucky, hasn't he? What happened to him? I don't know, I think Foz is just back, so he's... They've got... um, uh, like he's not in the squad at all, is he? The, 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 no, the other half's in there, the young fella. Aussie schoolboy. Yeah, Weaver. Weaver. Yeah. So he has to have got injured. Yeah, I think he's got in, I think he's hurt his hand. Yeah, right. Looks of it. Yeah. Got someone um, um, signing to me down here. <laughs> Whatever this means. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Foz in, Sexton out. Uh, that's, uh, anything else overly it's relevant? It's good news for Dave Feeder and yes. uh, Camp Pereira. Don't say that name to me, but yes. <laughs> Don't want to hear it. Yeah, can't pray a break even a five. So, look, I'll, unless it can impact my trades, we'll get to them later. But uh, I think I'll be holding five more week with a break even of five. And it's great news for Fafita. Yeah. I said to um, I said to a mate the other day, because in my draft comp, I had a really big score this week. I actually broke the record in my comp, so I was carrying it like a fucking treat. And I was missing <laughs> three of my top six draft picks, right? And, I, and then I realised I was actually missing four of my eight, if you include Campiera, who I dropped in week two. I drafted a pick eight. So, and everyone oh. went, you can't say that. That doesn't fucking count. That's Done. bullshit. Yeah. Can and will. Had to wear that one. Uh, Broncos, Flegler, he's out of this one. Outside of that, and that doesn't really impact anyone. Not a lot there, All that mate. much. So, Brisbane, not much doing. Uh, Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, we have got the Raiders taking on the Dragons. For the Raiders, Nick Kotrick, Tapanay, and Jack Whiten back in. Corey Horsburgh's in the 13. Love to say that. I um, I thought with 72 minutes, Corey would have scored a bit more last week. Uh, but he was sort of playing a bit more of that link man sort of role. And I, don't, I think from memory, he didn't have any offloads either. No offloads, yeah. He, he was playing as the link man. He had 12 or 13 receipts there. Um, 56 points in 71 minutes. It's not bad. but No, certainly not bad, yeah. Obviously, the, the question now, but with Taps back in, what sort of minutes does he play? Yeah. Look, if he locks in a big-minute lock roll, he'll be a huge option. He's dual to our front row forward, but there's just a, a lot of a lot of quality middles in that side, so I don't know that they'll sustain. he'll sustain those minutes. I'd yeah. be surprised if he did. It's just hard to tell with, with Ricky Stewart as well, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. What he's going to do. Um, okay, for the St. George of the World Dragons, Rabalawa drops out. Tautown Moga uh, comes back in. Anything else Dragons-wise? Negative. Negative. We're still waiting for Jack DeBellin to get back into the starting team. It's got to come sooner rather than later, you'd have to think. Tyler Sloan scored well on the weekend. <sighs> really happy for him. Um, Parramatta Eels, Junior Bolo comes back into the side. Uh, Winamu Greg, who's been pretty good for the last month or so, drops back. Hopgood. We're in a tough spot, aren't we? Very We'll talk about him spot. soon, but he's uh, he's an interesting one. Yeah. He's not doing bad enough for me to have a tantrum, but he's not doing good enough <laughs> for me to stay with him. So it's a very toxic relationship at the moment. Yeah. And, geez, we started off well. <laughs> me and Hopgood. I'm a believer. You're a believer? I know you're a believer. Uh, yeah, I, I'm believing less and less. There's a... There's another 13 at Parramatta that's caught my attention. Yeah, right. We'll get to that soon. 
Uh, not that I can fucking afford him, but anyway. Um, for the Canterbury Bulldogs, um, their 17 comes back this week. Burns, TBJ, Kickout, RMF, RMF, RFM, <laughs> and uh, Jade Nockenbaugh returns as well. One of the great back rowers of all time. Canterbury's starting to resemble a little bit more what Canterbury should be looking like, which is exciting. They are, mate, and how good to see that the forwards come back. The, the cattle has returned, or at least a few of them, so a much sort of stronger side this week to what we've seen in certainly last weekend. Uh, it was a bugger not to see Terrell Skelton get named in Fox's spot, wasn't it? Oh, would have been so handy this week. But he's been doing some impressive things down there in Carl. and he's not in the squad at all, is he? I don't think so. I don't think he's there at all. Oh, God, that would have been handy. It would have been very handy. Uh, do you reckon Canterbury would have had a uh, video session this week, or do you think they would have just gone, nah, fuck it, let's just leave Good Friday in the past? Yeah, they, they, they would have, yeah, Black Friday and just gone. Hard bars. Boys, boys, you should never make excuses at this <laughs> level, but we're making them, put yep. a line through it, move on. Let's move on. All right, uh, teamless, mate, anything else to add? there anything that i missed anything you want to chuck in there uh mate i think you've covered it well covered it well all right your deep dive this week what do you got for us just wanted to talk about the vice captaincy loophole because what we often get a little bit uh too caught up in the gun supercoach players the really dedicated ones well, i know there's a lot of listeners out there who aren't as religious around as we are they still love the game but not as full on so i want to touch on what it is how to use it, and then for super coaches who sit there and go, oh, I know what this is, I've used it before, whatever, uh, what score is required? And what, what I look for in my vice-captaincy when they go well to consider doing it. Vice-captaincy loophole, essentially it's giving you two cracks via a loophole in the system, to, in the game, to get a captain right. Now how it works is, your vice-captain, you put it on, it has to play before your captain each week, obviously, what it's designed to do is that if you then your captain gets injured or doesn't play the game, uh, it gets ruled out later in the week, you get your vice-captain's score. So where the loophole comes in is that you pick someone early on in the round. Let's say this week you might use Tom Trebojevic. And if he goes really big and scores well and scores 180, what you do then is Nathan Cleary would be a popular pick later on in the round. You would take the captaincy off him and then you would... You would have to drop a player from your team. So this week it might be someone like, if you've got Isaiah Katoa at 5'8 and Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey's on the bye. You'd have to drop Isaiah Katoa out of your team and bring Adam Dewey in. Now, Dewey would score your zero, which would initiate that, that captaincy loophole where your vice-captain gets the double score. You have to put the captaincy on the non-player, being Adam Dewey, who's in your starting 17, now, this is where the risk comes in. Because you're dropping a player, not only do you not get their score, but you get your auto-emergency score. Now, where this differs a little bit to AFL and Big Bash Supercoach, your auto-emergency is the lowest scorer on your entire bench, not just from that position. So, if you, you, know, if you drop a player from the front row and then you have a CT dub on your extended bench who scores seven, you're getting that seven. That's where the risk comes in. Now... As an example, a couple of weeks back, I had the VC on Nathan Cleary. He scored 124 points, and I know a lot of people were looping that. I thought about it, thought about it, crunched a few numbers, and went, nah, Tommy Turbo had a nice matchup against the Knights. I said, I think I can get out of this better. Turbo ended up getting 106. I can't remember who I would have had to have dropped, but they went, okay, 
I went. I came out well in front by sticking with Tommy Turbo as my skipper, despite scoring twenty odd points less than Nathan Cleary. So there's a v- vice captain loophole calculator on the SC Public website in the menu, which is golden. I use it every time my vice captain goes alright, which gives you a guide on how to do it each week uh, and whether or not it's worthwhile looping. Now to get into it a little bit more, what scores would I take? for my vice captain to initiate that loophole. Essentially, there's two circumstances around it. One is, let's say your, your vice captain goes off and goes really well. If it's a tough week for your captain, for skippers in general, or if the sk- other skippers available have great matchups. This week, for example, my vice captain will probably be on Tom Trebojevic and my captain, Nathan Cleary. Now, I really like that matchup for Nathan Cleary against the Leaky Knights defence. So because I like that matchup, Tommy Turbo, I would want him to go probably at a minimum 140 points. I'd probably be more inclined to want him to go 150, but at 140, I'd really consider doing that loophole. Let's say Nathan Cleary was taking on, you know, uh, a top-tier side, the Cronulla Sharks, the Melbourne Storm, whatever it might be. I would reconsider, and there were no other better options than that. i go, you know what, my skipper could get 50 or 60 points. In which case, I might look at taking one hundred or, or one, uh, sorry, one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty points from Tom Trebojevic, which is a loophole. So it is very circumstantial. You then have to weigh up. All right, who's the player that I'm dropping? <coughs> if you're playing, if, if if your worst player in your side that you're dropping is someone like Valentine Holmes, a, a gun starting seventeen player, then you're like, well, that person could get a hundred themselves. If it's someone like Isaiah Katoa, you go, you know what? They could be my auto-emergency anyway. They might not score many more than my auto-emergency. So you should always work on your auto-emergency being around about 10 to 20 points because things happen, especially this early on in the season. We've got a lot of cheapies there who can score poorly. So, mate, hopefully that was uh, clear and made sense. And if it didn't, hit me up. But that's sort of my my thoughts around the the vice-captaincy loophole. Yeah, and I thought you covered it really well. The only thing I would add is that, you know, I think we've spoken over the last few weeks that, you know, I think we've both used our vice-captain loophole a handful of times Mm. over the last few years. But this year, when we get to those round 13s, those bye weeks, take round 13, for example, Penrith, Roosters, Sharks, Melbourne all have the bye. So there goes a lot of your top-shelf captains. It's an origin week. Turbo probably won't play. So a week like that is a cracker where your VC, like someone early in the week, your VC would be an absolute get on there. And I would sort of be willing to take a much lower score that week yeah. than what I probably normally would, which is probably where it becomes more important. Spot on, mate. Those major bye weeks where half the competition are on the bye, because we only get our top 13 scoring players those weeks anyway, and realistically, because half the competition are on the bye, people will be lucky to have 13 anyway. We get a free crack at it. Yeah. So, like, if someone scores 90 and then the other matchup isn't great, you might go, sweet, I'll double that 90 for sure. For sure. And, and we'll chat more about that come those major bye weeks, but they are when it really comes into effect. I think the, the last thing I would mention is that, obviously, you need to plan out. If, if you are going to VC someone, you need to make sure that you've structured the rest of your team that allows you to do yep. it. So, for example, like, you, you obviously can't capture someone that's on your reserve. So, it might mean that you take a better player out of your starting team and reserve them so that you are able to bring in someone like that. I've seen that happen to a number of people, especially in draft comps. They get to the end of the league, go VC, and then they go, fuck, I can't yeah. do it. It can't be done. So you need to be aware of all those things. You, you might have 24 active players in your team that week and only one player is not playing. So you don't have one opportunity to do that. Now, let's say that player is playing game two of the week and then your vice captain goes nuts in game three. 
you don't have anyone to bring in to initiate that loophole. So you're right, mate. That's where you have to – you do have to do a little bit of homework before the round starts and go, all right, if I'm going player in X game, if they go nuts, do I have an option to bring in to initiate the loophole? It, 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 it's, it sounds confusing. It's really not once you get your head around it. So I said hopefully that was clear enough, but it, it is a pretty simple concept. And while we don't use it very often – it is important to get your head around. Yeah. Well, you don't use it often, but when you do have the opportunity, very, very important. The only other later, I, I, question I'd add to you, you said that about 140 is your mark that you, you would potentially VC at? Yeah, Luke generally Hull. speaking, I, I wouldn't be looking to go much yeah, lower than that. Let me ask you, if, if it was 140 and you're considering it, if you had to make an extra trade to do it, does that sway your decision at all? There are weeks where, 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 where uh, like that example, where yep. it might happen to you, shit, I don't have a player to bring in, but I can make it happen, especially with the buys now. Yep. You can bring in a good player on the buy and not hurt you too much. To, to use an extra trade to, to initiate the loophole, you'd really want them to be more like 170, 180. Yeah, 180 around that yeah. mark. Yeah. Yep. It will come in handy one day, even if you are a keen supercoach player that maybe you've never fucking used it, you know how it works. It's just worth a little reminder. Yeah, and utilize it. people ask every time, you know, what's the magic number? What do you loop at? It comes down to, are you a conservative supercoach player? Are you, do you take the risk and go for the upside? Generally speaking, I think I'm a pretty conservative player. When it comes to captains, I've just been burned a couple of times in the past by taking it, taking the loop, and then the captain you would have picked with a great matchup goes bonkers and you're like, I just cost myself 150 points, yep. the way it's worked out. So uh, I tend to, tend to avoid it when possible and I need a really good score. But like anything, mate, there's no right or wrong answer because you, you could not take it, then your captain that you go with comes out and gets a HA two-minute in. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, mate, 5-8 this week. Uh, good God. Uh, tough little gig. A lot of us have Isaiah Katoa, um, Joshy Schuster. A lot of us have who's still not playing. He's on the extended this week, but I don't. I believe he's not going to play, and I reckon we might not see him for a few more weeks. Uh, so Josh Schuster's done exactly what Josh Schuster was probably always going to do to us. Unfortunately, I think he's just going to be one of these guys, isn't he? It's just always something. Always something. He's incredibly talented. There's no doubt. Do you there's just yeah. Yeah, me too. There's I'll... just there's just always something. Yeah, Joshy Schuster's brother. I love the man, but if it's not a quad, that's one of the great stitch-ups because I brought him in off the back of that news. Yep. But, uh, yeah, always something is in there. So, as it stands right now, I've got uh, Katoa, I've got Schuster. Are you in the same boat? Have you got those two or not? I, I've got Dewey there. Dewey. Oh, good God. Yeah, so you're going to make a trade this way? Yeah, so there was there's obviously Garrick, Dewey, Taps pulling out on me last week. Yeah. Uh, I will potentially... Yeah, I, I thought when we were coming down the hall and you said Joe Tappano is the most selfish bastard of all time, I thought that was a bit <laughs> over the top. But anyway. I would never do a Raider. <laughs> Any other team in competition, absolutely. Yeah, so um, we had to trade shortly, but I have to boost this week in order to get Nico. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm still working out my third trade as my third cash grab. I'm working out the best option there. But there's a chance that I hold Adam Dewey just for another week just because he's not causing me any dramas. He bounced back last week, back to 5'8", looked good, was on 66 old with 10 minutes to go. And then speaking of ACLs, poor bugger. I was so happy to hold Dewey, I'll be honest. Um, but anyway, that's done and dusted. So, yeah, 5'8". 
Yeah, uh, so obviously you got your Cody Walkers, you got your Cam Munsters, you got your Dill Browns. Um, I'll be honest with you guys, I very busy week. I haven't actually sat down to have a good look at my 5-8s yet, so I'll like you guys. I'm going to be guided pretty heavily by the big T-Rex over here. Mate, that, See if you can sway me. that public holiday... That's rattled me. Doesn't it's just rattled the yeah. content creators like Bike in the Bar podcast we did yesterday. That was straight into SC playbook, straight into this this morning. So the uh, the opportunity for study minimal, but five eight. The, the big question is that mate. Everyone's looking at moving on, say Dewey, or they've got a bit of cash, and, and they're looking at which gun five eight do I run with? And everyone's saying Brown v Munster v Cody. Cody's looking at second or third most traded in this week, and Munster's about fourth. So people are leaning that way. I am leaning towards probably Dylan Brown as an overall player because he covers the three major origin bye weeks. He's also at 672k. He's got a very large break even. I think it's about 130. I'll double check that. But big break even. Like, he will be so valuable for that buy period. You probably don't have to get him now. You can wait until round 13 for the first major bye week and, and wait for him there. But Munster is already <laughs> at top dollar. <clears throat> Munster's 820k, break even 69. Decent matchup this week, but they've got the buy in round nine. Mm. One to be aware of, like a particular hooker, if you've got Harry Grant and say a dud hooker or uh, Christian Welch at front row, a few of these sort of things. So keep an eye on that one. But... Look, I love the Mad Dog. I wish he was in my team. But the buy coming up, he'll be full on over the, the origin period. He'll be rested for games that I'm sure at some point on top of the ones you'll already miss. So I'm just looking at full output for that. Don't love it. Cody Walker, the bunny's draw gets... Oh, oh. They play the Dolphins this week, but then they play the two best defensive sides in the competition so far, yeah. Penrith into Brisbane. Last three weeks, three-round average of 96... Before that, it was a three-round average of about 38. I just think the time to get on Cody was a week or two ago. And congratulations yeah. to anyone that did. But I just, I think probably the value is gone from it. He will make a bit more coin. He's got a break of zero. I get that. But, yeah, I, I'm not, not so convinced. My other worry with Cody is that that game last week might have just been waking the sleeping giant in Luttrell. Yes. And that's what we saw last year, didn't we? Yeah. That... Even the back end last year, even when the bunnies went on a tear, Cody scored all right, but it was just a little trail show every single week. Yeah, and after Penrith and Brisbane, they play Melbourne as well. Mm. So, pretty tough gig. Yeah. So, look, uh, that just leads me towards Dylan Brown, who, with a really tough draw to start the season, D-Bags went really well. Started with 32 against Melbourne, then tunned up against the Sharks, 88 against Manly, and then he went Penrith... And Roosters, 50-odd against those two, and then the 63 against the Tigers. But the draw's good from now on. Doggies, Broncos, Knights, Titans, Raiders, like, it, it looks all right. He's coming down in price, so he's the value play. He averaged 74 last year. I'm I'm leaning towards Dillbags. Yeah, I, I I haven't had a good look at it yet, but I like Dills solely for those buys and everything. Mm. He's in a good side. He's getting Sean Lane back as well. Uh, they know how to score points, Parramatta. So I'm leaning towards Dill as well. I completely agree with what you said on Cody Walker. I think two weeks ago was the play. I think you're chasing points. Mm. If you go on Cody now, I'm more than happy to be proven wrong there, but I think that was the play. And I just think Munster... I mean, fuck, if you've managed to get clear in Hines and you can somehow afford Munster, yeah, credit to you. Luck to you. But I, I'm not sitting in that boat. Uh, you've got to trade Hines in this week too, don't you? I have to get Hines. So, like, 5'8", 
Uh, I'll be looking to get D-bags in the next week or two, but hopefully next week when he, when he bottoms out a bit more. But as I said, exhausting a lot of cash to, to make Nico happen this week. What were the odds of Nico Hines at 902k after two games to have a break even of zero, by the way? Oh, oh fucking freak. If you asked any rational super coach mine, probably about a dollar one, but... Unbelievable. Uh, and then... You know, if you wanted maybe a bit of a flyer, Matty Burns at 570k. He's averaging 50. Doggies, Parramatta this week, I don't know. We know he's got it in him, but just week to week, there's a few strike weapons in that side, a few injuries still. One that I will throw out here, well, speaking of curly ones, people desperate to free up cash for Cleary or Nico, and there's a lot of people out there, mate. Yep. Cody Nicarima. Mm. Now, I know he's certainly not the ideal boy. Probably won't be coming into my team, but you can make a case for him. So he's 265K. He's dual 5'8 hooker. Break even 66. So certainly one you'd like to wait on this week. But his numbers from the past are okay. You know, we know he's not a big base stat sort of player, but we know he's got plenty of attack in him. Averaged 30 points per game in two games for the Warriors in the halves. That was at the start of last year. I think they were 80-minute games. The year before that, played three games at fullback, 80-minute games, averaged 46 in those. Twenty, The two years prior are the ones that uh, excite me a little bit more. Averaged in 2021, he averaged 71 minutes per game for 54 points. And the year before that, 2020, averaged 70 minutes per game for 52 points. So... Pretty decent numbers there. If he's playing 80 minutes, you know, he wouldn't have to do anything spectacular. You wouldn't necessarily have to play him in your 17. Just one that... Just love throw it at you. No. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I'm happy to be proven wrong by Wayne Bennett for the fucking millionth yeah. time. Nicarima will be an immortal in three weeks at this rate. Uh, but no, I, I not for me. Probably not for me either, mate, but I thought it was worth flagging. So who is for me? And it would be a huge gamble. But in two weeks' time, one Kalen yeah. Ponga returns uh, at 5'8". Um, you might want to wait a week or so. He's obviously got that one in his rolling average. So you get KP pretty fucking cheap so in a cheap. few weeks' time. He's already at 5.30. He could drop to you know low fours there. Especially if he has a quiet game and he returns. They might, they might bring him off the bench or something. I don't know. Like It's just... I reckon there is potential there for KP. And if he doesn't, they play the Panthers this week, so he won't be back. The only thing is, though, that he doesn't play the Panthers. I don't think he plays the Cowboys. Or he might play against the Cowboys. I reckon that Parramatta game round nine is looking juicy. He's got the bye round 10, and then we go into the origin period. That's the only worry with KP. Is that Interesting, yeah. You might not see him all that You might yeah. not see him all that much if he's fully fit and available. You probably won't see him all that much. Especially as long as the Knights are going all right. Because they're playing some good footy at the moment. Yeah. They've got numerous... I thought Crossland was good on the weekend in the halves. Defence really good. Tyson Gamble's back in this week into the halves. He's been solid. So, like, they don't need to... If they were going terribly... They're sitting in the top eight, aren't they? They're eighth or something? They're eighth. Yeah. They're eighth. Uh, if they're going terribly, they're like, oh, we need him back and we need to win games. But they probably don't need to rush as much. But, yeah, it's like I, I went against him early on in the season because... I didn't want to take on the concussion risk. He stung me last year. That was at 530K. It's a bit of a different story. If he gets down to like early 400Ks with that break even, which, as I said, there's every chance that he does. So to pick him up at that price, even if then he does get in, just like, well, you know, I moved on Isaiah Katoa to him or something. So, 
yeah, w- worth worth keeping in your plans. What about um, and I know that he's a bit, he's a bit of a pod player. I, I just I'm not seeing any options that are standing out to me outside of Munster. I can't afford mm. and Dill, who I'm more than happy to have for the buyers, but I, I'm not stoked to have Dill Brown in my side. What about like a punt on like a Luke Keery or someone with the Roosters getting all of their troops back? It's, it, it's definitely not for me, but oh, mate, you, you talk about bloke where blokes where there's something always happens to them. Mm. I have been so agonising close to buying him the last five years of Supercoach at a different stage because when the Roosters click, he can rack up points. He can score big, but can just find an injury, lots of head knocks. You know, he's always one bad head knock. Not even a bad He's always one head knock away from missing a stretch of games. So definitely fly potential, but not not probably not for me. Tell you what I am very close to doing. Getting out the bat signal. Luke Metcalf. Come and save us, my friend. Please come and save us. Oh, how far is he? He's over in the States at the moment, I believe. Getting it all sorted. So uh, when Metcalf does oh, come back. He's a little slot straight in at 5'8", couldn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, Tomato Martin's out now. Yeah. You've obviously got Dill Walker. Long term. Yeah. Yeah, six to eight weeks. Did so, not, so didn't pick Volkman. He hooked Volkman the week before. Bloody hell! Ron's been killing it in Cup Two. Yeah. Uh, I'm his biggest fan in the world, but he, he wasn't overly impressive in that game of first grade. To be fair, uh, but yeah, I would say that Volkman has fallen down the pecking order. Um, Jeez. What about Dill Walker, mate? Obviously, what what is he now? What is he? CTW. Mate, I haven't even looked at him. What I think there's he? a que- actually there's a question about him later. We'll get to him, but he's CTW slash two RF. Playing five eight on that left edge, we know that he'll take a heap of runs. We get through a bit of work. Warriors doing well. Um, loves a run. Loves a run. <sighs> You're touching four hundred thirty k. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk He's about an him soon. Price, He's an yeah. awkward price, but uh, these are the depths we're going into at yeah. the moment. It's looking pretty grim, uh, mate. Five eight. Are we done and dusted there? Pull the curtains on it. Yeah, yeah, all sorted, mate. For anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding and the honeymoon. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message to tee it up. The boys will also make sure there's no nasty surprises and no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan with $129 because you listen to this podcast. So if you're getting in contact with them, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener. I can't stress enough how easy it is. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Next time you find yourself having a scroll of Instagram, pretty often, let's be fair, just flip them a message on there at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. If you're not on Insta, go to any articles on the SC Playbook website. There's an email, QR code, even a phone number, anything you need. All right, uh, sit V starts for this week. I don't have a stack of decisions that I need to make. I'll be bringing big Davey Mawali into the side for Stefano. This is all pre-trades. I'm not quite sure what it's all going to look like. Um, Mate, one that's caught my attention, well, it's caught my attention for quite some time, but I don't mind if you're looking for a little pod play on your bench. Sonny Luke against the Newcastle Knights this week. I reckon he could come on and put some points on. Yeah. Stacks up points very quickly. If you if you've got a, a seventeenth man there that's not going that's not like you're not you know, could easily punch at thirty or forty then yeah why not there's upside there's upside in it for sure um, do you not have do you not have a tough CTW decision with Garrick yeah. I, uh, I do 
Uh, well, I've got Kiraz, Marshu, Val Holmes. I've got my last spot between Campera, Warbrick, and Taruva. Taruva, I'm confident okay. the Pinner Panthers put on a bit of a show there. So I'll be going Taruva. Yeah, easy. Uh, so not a huge one for me. What's your dilemma at CPW? So I've got Val To'o, Taruva starting, Garrick out. So I've got Alamotti, Khan Pereira and Warbrick, all who don't have great games. Mm. Now, one of these three could go for me uh, to free up cash. That There's a decent likelihood they do, but who that'd be for, like, I'm not sure. Potentially, I'm uh, not super confident on him, but half-eyeing Hayes Dunster, just playing in it. Well, he's like 230k. He's got seven on the weekend. I was going to say, yeah. But good digits. draw and just... If he doesn't play, I don't really care. But potential extra number through the buy period. There's just there's not a lot of great cheapies at the moment. The I reckon there's a good. I, I'm not confident he holds his spot long term. Neither am I. I'm Neither also I, not I confident know. he plays during those buys at all. Yeah. I reckon it's a matter of time until an assy comes into this side somewhere. I think Hayes Dunn should be the first one to fall off the. Yeah. Okay. Second order. Uh, yeah. So it was a. Not one I was keen to do, but just throwing out there. But yeah, so Alamotti, Cam Pereira. Alamotti has got the Eels. Cam Pereira has got the Broncos. Warbrick has got the Seagulls. Tough games. Very, very tough. Um, bro, Warbrick, I just... It just doesn't get any ball out there. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah. Between Husey and Remus Smith, I just don't see the ball getting to him. Tempted to find whoever I can get to, to, to make to make it happen. Someone cheap, just for it with a better play this week. But you got to think long term, not short term. But maybe Calm Prayer with Foz back <laughs> against Brisbane. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Who would you play? Oh, I've got Hero? better CTW, so I don't have to fucking worry yeah. about it. Um, help me. Yeah, I. Oh. I, I wouldn't be going Campiera personally. There's also not a chance I'm selling Garrick. The good thing with Garrick is that this is very glass half full thinking, but he misses a game against the Storm, which probably be a tough one anyway. Yeah. I mean, we wish, wish he was playing. Do get me wrong, but break even 130. The following week comes back fresh for the Tigers clash. People will see the break even. Probably won't jump on him. That's mouth watering. Yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, mate, I'd, look, Alamotti's probably the safe bet. 11 on the weekend Anyway Decisions Decisions So that one for me uh, As it stands I said that The third trailer to use Will impact this Big big time But I'll probably have to play Isaiah Katara as well Which I don't feel great about And then I'm sitting Sonny Luke Utakamanu Obviously on the bye Pele's there uh, Schuster sitting Yeah So There are two weak links In my side this week It will be my fourth CT dub At this stage and Isaiah Katoa. So I don't feel great about it, but again, I'm not going to tear my side apart for the sake of playing someone for a 30-pointer. I also think a lot of people will be in a very similar boat. Yeah. Very, very similar boat. Uh, and I think your biggest priority this week just has to be get Nico. I'd, yeah, people have said, like, do you tear your side apart for Nico, this, that? I'm like, I am. Yeah. I'm not sitting through that game and not owning him again. 100%. As fun as that was, I really enjoyed <laughs> that. Um, all right. Questions. We'll go through these. First one comes from Chazard98. He asked the question that many people did that me personally, I refuse to answer it, so I'm going to throw it to you. TPJ, do we do it? I was about to say, mate, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one first. No. I mean, first he's come out from a calf injury, so probably plays limited minutes, and let's just see how he comes back. Like, you think he's come out and said that he's an out-and-out front row these days, he's an impact 
player, even if it's starting or having spells. But I don't think he's going to play big minutes. With a few injuries to the pack, maybe, I don't know, just injury risk, suspension risk, lunatic. We know he's upside, and that's what lures us in, but just no. Couple of sunny days doesn't make a summer. That's TPJ for me. No, <laughs> thank you. Um, Pat Mano, any cheapy to our Fs? Anything we're looking at here? I I wouldn't mind finding a cheapy to our F. To be honest, they free up a bit of coin for me. But I'm this is where I think having a two RF CTW enough might come in handy at the moment. But I don't want to. I don't want you to jump over the table and beat the living shit out of me again. No, 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 no. Enough ain't the option, mate. But uh, let's have a look. There's one. There's one that I've tinkered with, the idea, briefly. And again, this shows the, the depths of it at the moment. But... Oh, I know what you're going to say. I don't think you do. Okay, good. It's one of your boys. That's why I say that. Tommy oh, okay. Eisenhuth. Oh, okay. Right. 279K, dual CTW, 2RF. We know the Spelliak loves him. Two games back from injury... 35 minutes against the Bunnies for 50 points, 39 base. 29 minutes against the Roosters, 36 points, 34 base. We know he's versatile, so any injuries can get some bigger minutes. Any injuries to the edge back row could come in and be a big minute edge back rower. What do you reckon? Yeah, I actually don't mind that. I will actually seriously <laughs> fucking consider that because I really, I really want to fucking jewel in my team yeah. to be able to move some of this money around because I've pretty much got my CTWs set now. I'm very happy with my CTWs. Oh, yeah. The only thing is that I've got all this, all these cheapies sitting on the bench that I can't really move them at the moment. So I will actually... Ser- what, what, what price is he at? 279 Ugh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm very interested in that. That might be a Bryce for Tommy Eisenhuth. Yeah, so this week for so me. that the other one he's obviously not in there. Brad, Braden Williams, I think he's back from injury, isn't he? You wouldn't get him because he's injured, but keep an eye out for him. Uh, otherwise, there's yeah, there's, there's not a lot there. Josh Hust, if they don't own him, as he's got to come back at some point, you'd think. Um, you'd hope, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd, Am I heaps confident? No, you'd be optimistic that he would. Yeah. Toby Couch went well on the weekend. Yeah, no, I think probably maybe Eisenhuth the safest bet. Okay, our next question from Mike Cull ninety two, and this one's a little bit of a rogue one, but um. Obviously, the punters and dribblers group with the Hello Sport Boys, they've, uh, it's been on a tear the last few weeks with a few memes and whatnot. And uh, one of the great fellas in there, Scotty Bellotti. I've been saying for a long time, this guy needs a baggy green. And I thought the Barbie performance the other day, I thought that has just about sealed him. So should Scotty have a baggy green by the other mob? Not super casual related, but important nonetheless. Fucking oath, it's important nonetheless. I don't know how strongly you feel on the topic, mate. But I feel like Scotty has well and truly earned his baggy grain. I have seen, seen, probably heard more a bit about Scotty Boy's work of late, and I saw him throw together a, a starting footy side yes. of, of basically Hello Sport, Bloke in a Bar, and everyone associated with the mixed. And I noted that he threw me at Hooker, mm. which suggests, I don't know what it thinks, but in my head, it, it means that he thinks I'm pretty tough and I, and I love, love the hard yards. And look, Never, I assumed you just looked at your head and assumed you'd spend a bit of time in the hooker. Could be that. Yeah. Could be that. Look, I've never played hooker in my life, but I love the bloke for throwing me there and the fact that he thought I could slot in at hooker. So off the back of that, get the man a baggy. Tommy, Eduardo, get the boy a baggy green. It's well overdue. Uh, next one, more supercoach related. Uh, Sam O'Shaughnessy, uh, Will Warbrick. Sell Warbrick and Khan Piera. Is it time for these fellas to hit the frog and toad? 
Yeah, look, Warbrick's break even 48. Unfortunately, he had that stinker on the weekend, 16 points, which stunted a heap of cash growth. But to what cheapies do, they have their big ones. Look, he's made 190k, 390k. You can cash him in or move him up for a decent price. I think time to go. Break even 48, so no harm in waiting one more week if you need to. You know, if he does come out and, and jag a couple of tries, he could initiate another few rounds of price growth. Which, to his credit, he got pretty close to the other day. Yeah. Very close uh, to. Calm Pereira, break even five. So, look... We saw the, this exact situation with Carm Pereira only a few weeks back and people mass sold him before he'd hardly made a dollar. <coughs> Came out and went 65 and then 117. In that time, he made 200K. Sorry, I was saying then Carm Pereira got close on the weekend. I must cross twice there. But yeah. Didn't get it done. Um, so break even of five. I just think it's worth waiting on, on Carm Pereira. Look... I think most of us will be running Alamotti, Warbrick and Khan Pereira or say even two of the three. And if you are, because Khan Pereira is the more value, if you need to move him to make your Nico or Cleary or whatever happen, I understand it. Yep. But with a break even five, I'll be doing my best to hold him for one more week. Yep. Fair shout. Next one comes from Mac Daddy Pimp. Not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> hey, Gary, love your work. Is Toto a must-have? Cheers, the pimp. I'm not a Brian Toto owner. You are. You would have been stoked on the weekend. I was really happy for you as well. <laughs> uh, is Toto a must-have? On the potty last night, we did a breakdown of CT Dubs power rankings because it's turned into a great position. There are genuinely, I think we rattled off about eight or nine names that could be that you could argue would be top four CT Dubs way end of season. So we did our rankings of them. I think I had Toto at five. Uh, largely just there's so many strike weapons at the Panthers I love him this week up mm. against Marju oh fuck yeah <laughs> yeah I know that being said he, that he, he's going to get picked for origin so he'll be missing weeks around there Penrith are unreal so I think he's probably also going to get rested around origin period so he's not a must have he's a good buy but he's not a must have yeah, it's getting hard to watch him without having him, but I agree with you. I don't think he's quite a must-have, but fuck, he'd be handy to have. If you've got him, I wouldn't be selling him. Mate, Ruben Garrick, Jacob Kiraz, Lockie Miller, Greg Marju, Brian Toto, Valentine Holmes. Kim, who who are you four from last night for those that have Make sure you go and watch. No, Super they Coach can go and listen, mate. Stuff them. Good. I didn't want to know, so that's good. Um, okay. Our next question comes from just about everyone. Are we selling Hopgood? We held on to him last week to see what it looked like. Honestly, it would have been great if he got 70, but I think I would have rather him get 25 than get 48 or 50 or whatever it is because answers no questions whatsoever for me. Uh, I... I know it's weird. I sort of thought I'll be the biased one here and I'll probably want to hold him, but I think you're a little bit stronger in the uh, hold camp. Big Jaman. Jaman. Yeah. He just... I just rate him so much. Not only do I rate him, I rate his super coach ability. Yep. He offloads, he has a huge work rate, and he has attacking stats in him. So, look, I'm certainly not against the sell, that's for sure. But, and look, my team has... I need to get Nico Hines in. I've got Adam Dewey sitting there. I have other things I need to tend to at the moment, but I just can't stop looking, mate, at that, the origin period. And, and as I said, I'm such a, I, I focus long-term. We know that. I, I play the long game. But to have him there, probably, you'd imagine playing big minutes, Junior Bolo out over 
the origin period, plus potential restings around that, he's going to need to play a big role for him in big minutes. If in the meantime he's punching out <clears throat> 50s for me, it's not going to hurt me. Solid mm -hmm. scores. I'm pretty happy playing him each week still. Played 52 minutes on the weekend. Good indication. I mean, we wanted more, but not the worst. He'll up his output in that time. Like he based 44 in 52 minutes. So yeah. he'll, he'll up his output while he's on because of that. So I just, you know, he's probably one injury away from going back to big minutes. It's not a problem for me. Yeah, I think I will hold him. I think I'll probably sell Bryce Cartwright this week. I think that'll probably be my move. Maybe Cartwright down mm. to Eisenhuth now for a bit of coin. Yeah. So I think I will hold Hopgood I'll for now. I'll be selling Cardio from it. Cardio's done a great job and good pickup, mate, by the way. Thank you. But I'd, I'm holding Hopgood over it. Would hold him over Cardi every day of the week. Yep. Uh, next question from Darcy Goldman, 16. And uh, I've obviously got Campbell Graham in my draft team. So this one caught my attention. Is Campbell Graham a trade-in? And I was watching him the other night going, oh, my God, I can't believe I've sat here and watched him for draft for the last month and just been absolutely sprogging myself. And then I watched <laughs> him absolutely put on a show against the Bulldogs. And I think, why didn't I trade this guy in? Then, similar to Cody Walker, check the draw. I think if you had Campbell, well done to you. Full credit to you. But I, I'm not convinced right now is the time. Yeah. Probably play Origin. Well, I think you'll play Origin as yeah, well. Yeah, we had a good chat in the bloke potty about it. And we said we've probably got him on the wing for Origin now yeah. that, that Fox is out. Look, he scored three tries playing on the wing late in that game when I moved for Isaac Thompson. It was three tries in about seven minutes or ten minutes or something, yeah. wasn't it? So he won't get over that. Every day, like you mentioned the draw before, it gets really tough after the Dolphins. Dolphins, you know, they've been resilient this year in a good side. So the other thing is up to 714k now. Like it cost you an arm and a leg. So has two has two scores of 34 and 41 this season. It's a fine buy, but I just think with C Dub so stacked, not for me. Yeah, if that wasn't the draw, I would happily have the conversation. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you're paying. 700k for a CTW, you don't want 50s and 60s. Yeah. You, you you want 80s, 90s, around that mark. Sure. So I probably wouldn't be going Campbell right now. Uh, but if we're sitting here over the next three weeks going, well, should go on Campbell, I won't be shocked at all. That's And that's why CTW is such a great position at the moment. Yeah. With all these options, it's going to be tough watching the blokes you don't own because they can all go so big. Yeah. It's a, a rare year where once teams do start to stack up, maybe two of our bench players are CT dubs. You never would have done that in the past. We normally have a fifth gun CT double six post origin when teams are stacked and you want the sit V starts and, and, and playing them based on strength of opposition each week. But rarely happens early, but there's a fair case for it this year. And I mean, if you are looking for an absolute out and out gun CTW, mate, uh, let me point you in the direction of the Panthers left edge. Isaac Tonga, hello. 210 points in two weeks. He's only scored two tries. Jeez, not a bad footballer. You must love owning him, mate. I, I would. How'd you only score 1100 odd with him in your side? Tell me about it. Very, very tough. <laughs> uh, but you look at the, uh, in all seriousness, you have a look at the Panthers. I play the Knights this week, Bunnies next week, who they tend to beat every time they play them. Um, then he goes, West Tigers, New Zealand Warriors. What? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> My Anywho. My ears just lighting up for Tungo. <laughs> that, uh, for for Toto, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have him in my top seven, eight, but mad pod. Yeah. 680K now. Like, started the year 33, 55, 41. 
massacred my poor old Raiders. Uh, yeah, good pod play, but I don't have him in my top five. Yeah, not in my top one. Um, <laughs> all right, next up, uh, this question comes from Billy Mitchell. I've sort of already answered this one. Hosking's minutes to drop with Garner and Martin's return. I don't believe so, mate. I'm pretty confident from what I've heard that Hosking has grabbed that right edge and he will remain there. I think Nath is a huge fan of him. I think Ivan's a huge fan of him, which doesn't shock me in the slightest. Yeah, and they've just put on 50 and 44 points, which I know is nothing unusual for the Panthers, but why change it? They weren't doing that three weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, thoughts. Uh, this is an interesting one. Jace under 16. Thoughts on going Hopgood to Matto. Matto is the only real 2RF at the moment that I, I really, really want. I'm going to try and get him this week. If Hopgood is your worst 2RF, I can understand making this move. But if you've got Cartwrights, if you've got Wiltons, if there's a few guys there that I think I would maybe rather make the move on. Yeah, you'd hope there'd be someone else you could move first, but I don't mind it. Playing big minutes. Yes. After being a what? A, what do you average last year? Fifty-six minutes per game. That's what he did. He came off the bench, played fifty-six straight odd. I mean, the first uh, his first two games back from suspension, he played majority on the edge, so bigger minutes there. Look, he doesn't need massive minutes, but he is averaging 75 minutes this season. Junior Bolo back, Sean Lane back, Hopgood on the bench. Does he revert to 55, 60 minutes? Yeah, we haven't. That's the thing with Matto. We haven't seen him with everyone. You would think so. As I said, that, it doesn't matter. Like He averaged 56 minutes last year, averaged 66 points. So he can still score well. Don't mind him to trade him. <coughs> Don't love it. All right, our last question comes from Matt A twenty one. Hey mate, how many trades do you boys have left? So as it stands for me right now, before this week, I've got thirty six left, and I've got three boosts left. Haven't made any trades this week, so that will go down. But thirty six for me and three boosts. What do you got, T Rex? I've got thirty seven left before this week and four boosts. So I think we've both done fairly well there in terms of having gone over the top and boosts. I think we both saved a couple the first week. So pretty happy on the trade front, but oh almost certainly boosting this week. Okay. So you boost this week, that'll leave you with three. We'll have three we'll, each. I'd have three left, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'll boost this week, but I haven't had a look at it yet. Um when are you planning to use your boost? What, what, what's Origin sort of, period. Yeah. Plan will be probably two after two of the major buys, and then I will definitely be leaving at least one, probably one, but at least one for after that third major buy around. That's when we're like, all right, focus on the run home, getting the best 17 you can get. Blokes coming off Origin that you sold due to missing games. You need to get them back in the team. We might find ourselves selling guys like Nathan Cleary, James Sesco, Joel Mitchell by then, whoever it might be, and we'll want to get them back in straight away. So I think three trades post third major bye week is a, it's a great time to use a boost. Yeah, and I think as well with just how the comp's playing out at the moment with how close it is, we always get to the back end of the season. You're trying to look at who's going to get rested and whatnot. <clears throat> I'm not sure how many of those teams are going to be able to afford to rest guys in those last yeah. few weeks. It's getting very exciting from that front. And even like your, like your Panthers have already dropped two games. Granted, they're still sitting um, second on the ladder, but they've had a buy as well. Like you have a look at all the teams at the top. None of them have, like only three of them have had a buy yet. So this comp is going to be incredibly close. And you've still got, you know, outside of that, you've got Manly, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Eels, Cowboys, mm. Raiders. They're, that's... That's a lot of teams that people would have had in their top eight at the start of the season yeah. and that will find form at you, some you point. You look at sides like the Bunnies where, look, 
like, like a Latrell. If you play centre in Origin, if they're not top <coughs> eight and look through this, they'll be fighting for top four at some point or top eight. Someone like Latrell might back up where otherwise if they were comfy top four and killing it, he'll definitely rest. Yep. Uh, someone like Val Holmes, with the way the Cowboys are going, and he'll be backing up from Origin, I'd imagine, but like obviously barring injuries. The Panthers are going to be the way because they'll probably continue to kill it. So they'll like Bizarre, Cleary, et cetera, et cetera, have a rest. But it, it's a great point because a lot of these key players around Origin, if their teams aren't going well, they'll back up. Like if the Storm start dropping a few more games, they've had a bit of form. But, you know, maybe we see like Mad Dog back up. Yeah. So many options there. It's yeah. going to be, I can't, I can't wait to watch exciting year. It's quite Very quite, good. Wide yeah. Open. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. Let's move to our capsules. We'll bring her home now. Um, for me, I think Nath Cleary is the absolute standout here. Uh, he plays Saturday 5.30 against the Newcastle Knights. I know the Knights have been putting up a fantastic fight, but without Braley, still waiting for other guys to return, Adam Elliott, KP, I just, I, I think this might be too much of a big task for the Newcastle Knights. So Nath, very much so interests me. Mm, I haven't thought twice about this one, mate. Now, Nathan Cleary, skipper... For sure. Uh, I wish Reese Walsh was playing before the Panthers as a VC option. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, I haven't looked past Nathan Cleary there. 21 that sold. What, he just went 124, 158. Like, thank you. Yep. You got what you deserve. Yeah. So that, that, that certainly softened the blow a little bit for the Nico Hines ambush the two weeks before when a lot of people flipped Cleary to him. So that made me feel a lot better. Uh, VC... For me, it will be between Val Holmes and Tom Traboy, which I'm thinking Tommy Turbo. Coming off a low score, I'm hoping people don't VC him. But because, uh, going back to the, the loophole before that we mentioned, I love Nathan Cleary's matchup with the Knights, so I'd need a big score for it to happen. Who's most likely to have a big score? Tom Trebojevic, if he goes maybe 140, 150 plus. Val could do it, but the Warriors have been really good this season. It's over at Mount Smart. The cows are struggling, so... I think Tommy's the most likely to do it. Yeah, and I, and just I know a lot of keen Supercoach players will obviously be aware of it, but for those that are new to the game, whatever, we obviously didn't mention Nico Hines there because he's halfback. Yep. Nathan Cleary's halfback, so you can't VC Nico anyway. So just keep that in mind for those that are pulling their hair out. Would, uh, you, would, would you consider going straight Nico captain ahead of Cleary? Fuck no. No, me either. No way. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't Agreed. do it. You, you, you might He might score 110, you'll still be heaps wrong. Yeah. It's just not worth doing it. I, I personally don't think it's worth the risk of losing touch with everyone else. You probably need to eighth. score 130 in that game for you to be going into the Penrith game going, this shouldn't hurt me too bad at worst. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, Nath, don't outthink the room. Just take him this week. Even if the Knights put up one of the great fights of all time, if the Knights win, I'm still confident Nath manages to get to 80 yeah. or 90, yeah. which he'll take every day of the week. So, yep. Uh, guys, as we said off the top of the show, Blue Wealth Property, 27th of April, I believe it is. 27th of April, 6.30 p.m. kickoff. You can be in at Sydney Olympic Park at Blue Wealth headquarters. Great place. They do have a ping pong table, we can confirm. Sweet venue. Very sweet venue. People are great in there. You'll have an unreal time. Or you can join via the webinar so once you're done with this super coach webinar you can get yourself ready for that one in a couple of weeks the link is in the description on podcast on youtube if you can't find it send myself or timmy a message and we'll send you in the right direction mate i'm gonna bid you farewell now for a mm. couple of weeks i was um saying to bex she goes oh how are the boys gonna go without you i go kempy won't even notice i'm gone <laughs> tim though 
Jim's going to miss me. It's, uh, it reminded me of when Marge went to Rancho Relaxo and she was on the train and Homer's chasing it, asking all the questions. You're chasing it going, how do I open the app? Who do I captain? Do I trade in Isaac Tungo? What do I do? You chasing the train, me going, what does Sit V Start mean? <laughs> I need direction. <laughs> nah, you'll do well next week, mate. I'm very, very excited to tune in with a cocktail in hand, club sandwich in the other. Probably already be fighting with Beck, so it'll be a treat. <laughs> uh, and the great Tommy Sangster coming in to join us. Great Tommy Sangster. He's a good listen, uh, the big fella, and very good man. Tommy, can't wait for the show. And... Mate, I mean, I'll see you, but good luck for the, the big day on Friday. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. And good luck to Tommy Sanks for coming into this seat. Go from the guru to the hooroo. <laughs> Can't wait to see how he goes, mate. Uh, yeah, see you on Friday. Hey, mate, I've got a lot of uh, friends and everything that are weirdly excited to meet you and Matty. Only human, mate. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've put the bar very high for you. So yeah, When they see me after... 20 tins of beer, they'll uh, reassess that pretty quickly. No doubt whatsoever. <laughs> no doubt. All right, guys, uh, I won't be here next week. Timmy will be steering the ship, so I will see you in two weeks' time. Best of luck with your Supercoach captains and everything. Go out this weekend, grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar, and get stuck into it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 